You're listening to Pim Talk, the product marketing podcast, brought to you by InRiver. Welcome to PIM Talk, the podcast for product marketers, merchandisers, and PIM professionals. And every second Tuesday, we come together to share knowledge, experiences, and challenges to be able to create even better product stories. Maybe you're wondering what PIM is. PIM is a software that is all about managing all product marketing information in one place to create a rich customer experience in all channels and shorten time to market. And if you're new to PIM, check out our first episode, What is PIM? I'm your host, Thomas Schwabari. I'm the creative director at InRiver, and we want to do this podcast for you and with you. So please contact us and tell us what topics you would like us to cover, what guests you would like to have on the show, or maybe you want to contribute in any way. So you can email us at pimtalk at inriver.com or send a message on Twitter at pimtalkpodcast. Welcome to a new episode of PimTalk. Today, I'm very happy to have an exciting guest. It's Simon Eisen from EMEO, and he's been working with some of the bigger implementations of the River Product Marketing Cloud, uh, and he will share his experiences from working with these enterprise customers and also how you can move from a tactical PIM to a strategic uh, aspect of your PIM investment. So uh, let's go on with the talk. So today we are very happy to have Simon Eisen here at uh, PIM Talk. So welcome to the show, Simon. Thank you, Thomas. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, and and you are from EMEO, uh, one of our platinum partners in the world. And uh, I mean, I think what will be interesting to talk about uh, together with you is, you know, the the enterprise space. Uh, you're working with, with some of the the um, global companies here in the Nordics, uh, not the least. And and I mean, also, uh, just to give you some praise here in the beginning, so we'll be on a good mood, uh, you have won uh, the best um, partner-customer collaboration for two years in a row uh, at Pinpoint. So, uh, and it's soon Pinpoint, so will you go for a third one? Or? Uh, I, certainly, I certainly hope so. I, it's a, it's a title that we very much like to defend, I, and I also think we can vouch for it. Uh, we have some, I think, some excellent uh, collaborations that we can uh, entertain about, and and but also back with uh, concrete results. Uh, and uh, so, but but you're right. I mean, we have uh, we have one or two years in a row. The past two years, first with sort of together with Solar, a very interesting project in which we. Uh, also, I think stretched some of the boundaries in uh, in in the in river application. So it was a dual learning, both for us and and for you guys. And uh, I think also what we have managed with Solar is to build up a um, very powerful uh, catalog, which enables them to operate millions of SKUs in uh, in various markets. Yeah, I was going to go there. I mean, Solar is one of the customers that has the most amount of, of SKUs, I think, in a, in the River Solutions, and it's millions. Yeah, right. Yeah, and it's uh, you can say connecting a model of uh, standardization which allows them to source from uh, 
rich data from various uh, subcontractors or sub vendors to uh, and and to um, merge that into a modern context in which they can sell all these uh, construction materials, construction appliances to um, a professional audience uh, on their terms and uh, provide them with new service models as a part of their business concept. So it's 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 been a very interesting project, and and then uh, and then we have uh, and then the year after we want to get with Alpha Laval, uh, whom is uh, also a global uh, enterprise customer. Uh, in a little different space, uh, mainly manufacturing and uh, distribution of uh, very advanced uh, materials in uh, heating and and uh, flu transferring and and other you can say high tech areas. So it's been uh, quite an interesting journey. Yeah, and I also think besides maybe that we could spend some time talking about these enterprise type customers and what. Uh, what specific challenges they have when it comes to to PIM and and creating product experiences and and all of those things. Also, I mean, one place where I think uh, you at Emeo Excel is that you can manage both the strategic part and the more technical parts of um, PIM projects. So it would be interesting also to hear a little bit what you say about how you could move from a, a technical to a strategic way of thinking about PIM. Yeah, and I think that's that's a very uh, interesting way of framing it because uh, I think in most cases, PIM is, you could say, the startup of a PIM project is often associated with a specific problem. Uh, you might have to uh, fill in the gap between what you have in your ERP or your PLM systems with a new, you can say, customer-facing uh, commerce solution. So you, so so, and that also happens in many of the projects that we start up on. We are trying to solve a specific issue or trying to to mitigate a gap in uh, in producing the right product information or, and distributing that. But what we see is that it's important from the early beginning also to uh, make the customer aware about the strategic aspects of how they can use PIM as a part of their overall business transformation to um, define where they should be with their products or their services in the market and, and, and use PIM as a promoter for these new business models, these new ways of working which can elevate the company as a whole and this is this is how we often approach pim when we move in from you can say the you say fixing the tactical issue of uh, mitigating an issue or problem to uh, becoming a partner in the transformation process towards uh, reaching new heights as a company so when it comes to you know thinking about PIM in a strategic way, is that something that customers already do and think about early when they are starting looking at initiating this kind of project? Or is this something that you need to preach uh, when, when you meet the customer and try to, to let them to um, like elevate uh, or, 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 or see a bigger picture instead of maybe focusing on that e-commerce product that has a deadline before the summer? It's 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 a good question, and it's some and it's something that I think we are engaging in a dialogue with the customer about. I think to a large extent they know these things, but 
they are also many customers have to be and you have to you say narrow down the problem in many cases uh, to move forward and this is also what we do of course we don't try to fix the uh, the, the the largest the largest complexity in total or the total complexity at once but we we break it into uh, you can say specific deliveries that can provide you some footage in realizing your strategic objective but also moving you to solve some of the tactical issues but it's important that you are you are engaging in an early dialogue about these things so what we do is often you can say and and PIM is often you can say positioned early in the aspect of transferring data into a specific context and this is this is often how PIM starts but it's much and, and what we do in that regards is also highlighting the whole organization element in that so who's actually going to work with this and what impact will this, will this have on your processes on how you work and how you like to work going forward so you can harvest on some of the improvements that you actually invest in in just you can say with the starting data transferring model uh, and 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 so it's more of understanding you can say the total value chain of how these companies operate. And this is where what we start with. So we start in trying to understand what is actually, you can say the overall value chain picture in this company so we can guide them the best way going forward. So we can address, you can say the short-term tactical issues, but ensure that we are also operating in a, you can say with a coherent or target in a collaborative way with the customer. Mm. So when PIM moves from being a, a tactical uh, solution solving s certain specific problems to being a strategic solution when it comes to how you go to market with your products uh, around your business model, how you go into new markets, what does that do for, I mean, the users of the PIM? Um, does that open up PIM to be a, a valuable tool for other uh, roles within the company? Yeah, uh, I, I can give you. I can give you a very specific example. We uh, we engaged in a very large project, and that started off by uh, this company had redefined its product model into a full configuration model, and at the same time they wanted to uh, deliver a good buying experience to their in in their B two B context. So, but what they needed was, you can say to fix an issue of aligning this configuration model with a, a, a rich B2B model. So what we went in to do is to and is to use InRiver to build up what we call, you can say, the ownership of the key decisions in this configuration process. So we could narrow down this, you can say, full configuration view into specific decisions that in which uh, they could guide the customer uh, throughout the configuration process. That solved, uh, you can say, a tactical issue. But then we also saw that this ownership of defining the product and the key decisions that you do in in selecting this product also could uh, support the, the company in so many other ways. So the company now have are starting to align all of their, you can say, all their print processes, all of their 
uh, all the distribution to other channels through PIM because we could support them in doing business more easily and 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 more effectively and that has also led to some changes in the way that they have organized themselves because marketing realized that to take ownership of this they had to work in new ways and they had to organize themselves accordingly so they built up a new support organization to support this transformation so they could support the individual you can say sub branches and satellite offices when they were to be onboarded in this process. They had full backing in, in, in from the uh, headquarter in doing so. So that was a part of this overall, you can say, switch from solving a specific problem into, you can say, allowing this company to build up uh, new organizational capabilities to scale their customer experience. You're listening to PIM Talk, the product marketing podcast. And after this short break, we're going to continue to talk with Simon Eisen about how we can move from a tactical to a strategic PIM. PIM stands for Product Information Management, and InRiver stands for PIM. Want to learn more about how your organization can benefit from PIM software? We've put together a free white paper where you can learn what you need to know about how your e-commerce platform can benefit from PIM. Go to www.pimtalk.com to download a free guide to help you better understand how PIM can work for you. That's www.pimtalk.com. We have talked a little bit about, you know, that that you work with with some quite large customers here, and and when we see these um, more global companies here in the Nordics, um, quite many of them has purchased, uh, you know, a PIM solution or are doing PIM products here. And what what drives the need for for PIM in these organizations? What what uh, what do they need it for? Uh, what things are important for them to have a solution that also supports what they want to do in, in three years or in five years or so? What What is your considerations when you're working with these customers? Well, Thomas, that's that's a very broad question and I'll try to answer it as, uh, as detailed and specific as I can. But I think a key learning from um, working with some of these companies uh, like Rockwell, Oticon, Alpha Laval, uh, Vestas recently, is that we are talking about manufacturers and uh, that that invests a lot of money into having a superior product. And that means that they are not really competing. Of course, price is always a factor, but they are mainly competing in a space in which they are the leaders in quality and capabilities when it comes to defining their product. So um, take Rockwell, for instance, they're producing uh, insulation, but it's mainly, you can say, being sold under characteristics of the product, the water resistance, the uh, uh, fire resistance, and so on. All of these, you can say, qualities of the product. And this is where they're investing to be a leader. But if they don't have, you can say, a scalable information model, which allows them to bring that message into the right context in the right market 
with a localization that applies to their local audience, they will find a hard time, you can say, continuing with this premium position. So this is, this is to a large extent, the, uh, the challenge that we are trying to assist them with overcoming when we are building these PIM systems. And, and, and you could summarize this into a, a, you can say, largely building up what you could call a commercial catalog, which allows them to marketeer their products, to sell their products with the right in, uh, information to be leader in any kind of local context. And, and, and this is what the PIM system is supposed to enable them to do. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of companies, they invest a lot of money, you know, in their um, manufacturing processes and in their logistics processes and so on, and has, you know, very clear uh, structures around that. But then when it comes, you know, the product information logistics, uh, there you might not have the same maturity within that in order to also, you know, have same time of excellence when it comes to how you present your products, how you can sell your products to different audiences compared to the actual, you know, how you manufacture and, and build your products. Yeah, I, I understand your, your, your question. I think you, you do have, there's some kind of truth to that, but maybe I would say like they have a lot of, they do have a lot of information. They do have a lot of uh, knowledge about their products. The issue is that a lot of this information is scattered uh, in many repositories. It's scattered among many people, you can say, driving the traditional human-to-human -human driven sales process. So you have it, you can say, in some of the information is in the head of the sales staff. Some of it is, is nested in product management and some of it is in other repositories or spreadsheets and so on. So the process to build this commercial catalog is to, you can say, create this single source of truth for how you want to sell your products and provide it with the scalability to become local and relevant in the given context that you sell your products. And I mean, another example is, uh, I mean, you can take a water heater. It can be applied to many different kinds of uh, uh, user situations. It can be used for pool heating. It can be used for, for fossil water and so on. But but it's it's so and but largely from a manufacturing perspective, that product is to a large degree the same. But you need to to equip it with different recommendations and information guidelines if you want to sell it for, you can say, pool heating or for tap water heating. And, and, and that information has to be controlled in a way that you can scale it so you can sell it in a specific market that might also have, you can say, regulations for how you want to, how you, how, how you need to, you can say, traditionally uh, recommend the product in that context. So, so it's or it's the control of that. And that has, you can say, it's not that these companies are just learning now to sell because they have been doing it for, you can say, some of, some of them for 100 years or 100 years. But it's, it's, it's the ability to scale this digitally, which, uh, which we are assisting in, in, in which we are assisting with PIM to provide them with this, you can say, commercial catalog that uh, gives them these capabilities. And so they can scale it both, you can say, 
data-wise through, uh, through uh, you can say, using some of the Azure uh, facilities that InRiver will become a part of and is a part of, and and then and then, but also organizationally by applying it to how they work and 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 uh, in getting the right people involved so they can uh, make this operational. So you were starting talking about you know. Uh in river and Azure services uh, and other things, and but I mean, in what way do you think in river is a good fit or has capabilities in order to solve these challenges that that uh, you know this variety of of larger enterprises might have when it comes to to their PIM data and and how the product experiences they want to create in the in the end? Yeah, I think I, I, I think in river in its core. And has a very flexible and a very, you can say, strong data model, which can support, you can say, a very complex configuration of uh, product information, and and that's the key asset. And on top of that, you have an interface in which we can onboard some of these users into the different, you can say, processes of uh, enriching data. And the third element is that. Being on Azure allows us to build a Azure ecosystem to support many of these things when it comes to scaling and in, when it comes to uh, applying added business uh, capabilities to the commercial catalog on PIM. And so, so I would say InRiver in plays a vital role in taking ownership of uh, the uh, you can say founding data model and the whole way that we can take ownership of the business complexity and 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 onboard a lot of users and then we can use the ecosystem on Azure to ensure that we have the scalability and the availability as needed to support uh, these large organizations. Okay, so it's getting time to wrap this up and now when I have you here in the show, I would like to take the opportunity also to try to condense uh, some some tips from you for companies that want to take their PIM from being a tactical tool to going strategic and and have a solution that can can scale and help them succeed with their product marketing in the future. So, uh, if you would get it down to three to five points. Yeah, uh, yeah. If I should, I mean, if I should mention four things that I would uh, strongly recommend uh, companies to consider is uh, is have a clear strategy on how they can compete uh, with premium products using relevant information. So that's one thing to build up the case for that and say what are the what is the absolutely most important way that we can make our products relevant in a local context and to stand out as premium products? So that's 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 one thing. And then the second consideration is to uh, is to say that in the process of that, it's always important also to keep a you can say a tight focus on how they can, they can strengthen strengthen the bottom line as a part of this process by eliminating a lot of the inefficiencies that they have today associated with the, you can say, the dispersed uh, domain ownership of information to to, to do this. And uh, so I think because there is always, you can say, a business case perspective in, both, in which you are both looking at, you can say, the ability to uh, sell more, but also 
that you are doing this more effectively. And then the third part would be to say that how can they use, you can say, the cloud ecosystem to, be, to scale their operations? How can they get this, uh, maybe better if time to market, or at least a better reaction to changes in their market? How can they ensure that, uh, that they have uh, this uh, capability within their, you can say, digital uh, services? And and then you can say, lastly, uh, but not the least, it's it's very important to to keep you can say a strategic orientation to, to maintain that in setting you can say a, a target of where should we be with our commercial catalog? What are the services? What are what is the business transformation that we see over time that this should be applicable to so we can have that as a long-term strategy and then you can always in the process of that break it down to you can say MVPs or other agile incremental delivery sprints in which you can you can say bridge the gap over time but it's important to have a clear you can say strategic ambition about where you, how PIM should support you in your business transformation. So that would be my, you can say, my list of recommendations to uh, have a clear understanding of how to position your products, have a, uh, have a solid understanding of how can you work smarter and uh, how can you make sure that what you do is scalable and uh, maintain the strategic orientation. Amazing. Thank you, Simon, for that. And uh, I mean, uh, if we're going to pinpoint, you will be there, Simon, right? Yeah, I hope so. Hope to see you all there. Yeah, absolutely. So take the opportunity to to talk to him or some of his colleagues at Emeo uh, about these kind of things. So um, you know, really happy to have you on the show, Simon. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Yeah, see you around. Let's take a look at some upcoming events where you can meet us at InRiver. And uh, we will be at the Congress 2020 on March 5th in Gothenburg, Sweden. And on Global Link next March 11th in Amsterdam in the Netherlands. Uh, then we will also participate in Magento Imagine in Las Vegas. And that is March 29th through April 2nd. But the same time in Sweden, that's where it happens here we have the Pinpoint Summit 2020 going from April 1st and 2nd. Two full days of excitement, in interesting keynotes, uh, good workshops, good party in the evening, awards dinner and everything. So if you haven't signed up yet, please go and do it now. Uh, go to uh, the InRiver website and um, find your way through to the Pinpoint registration. Hope to see you there. And Talk will, of course, be there with some live shows as well. Uh, later in April, B2B Online in Chicago, April 20th. And then in June, IRCE, June 9th in Chicago as well. Let's take a look at upcoming trainings. So there will be a business consultant and a developer certification training in Amsterdam on March 11th and 12th. Uh, there will be trainings in Chicago, uh, February 18th to 19th, uh, also for business consultants and developers. Uh, looking in Malmö, uh, we have April 22nd and 23rd, business consultants and developers. And 
we haven't set a date for the next print certification yet. But what you can do is that if you are attending any of these courses for the first time, you also have your a preparatory course that you can do online and that you should do online before you go to these trainings. Uh, we also have some uh, upcoming user trainings in Chicago on March 11th and 12th and there will be also in Malmö March 4th and February 12th. Yay, it's tomorrow. So maybe too short of a time for you to attend. But anyway, so that's the upcoming training sessions. Thank you for listening. For feedback, tips, and questions, you can email us at pimtalk@inriver.com or message us at pimtalkpodcast at Twitter. Please, if you like the show, go into iTunes and give us a good review. And if you would like to see some behind-the-scenes material, bloopers, and live streams, you can follow Pimtalk on Instagram. See you again in two weeks. Bye. Ah!